down in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome everyone, you're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Recently, I was interviewed by Dr. Elena George. Her show is called Living the Solution. It was a pleasure to be with Dr. George because not only did we talk about problems, we talked about solutions. And you all know how I am a solution-oriented person. So I wanted to share that interview with you. I thought you would find it quite interesting and it will give you some tips and some clues of what you can do to help save our country because this is not a burden of one. This is on all of us. And in order to make our country successful, we have to work together. Our conversation today is about conversation and the importance of communicating. We cannot allow the left or any group, any globalist group, any Marxist group to censor us because that's what they strive. That's what they do. That's how they make their inroads. That's how they get people to believe them, by shutting down the opposition. And we have to put ourselves in a position that we will not be shut down under any circumstances. So let's sit back and listen, but get your pen and your pad so that you can take notes, because having knowledge and not applying it, not sharing it, is useless. Welcome to Living the Solution with Dr. Elena George. Today I have a special guest, somebody who I'm looking forward to having a conversation with, because what she's going to speak about is something that we all need to start really paying attention to. This has been some crazy times that we're living in, and to me it seems like people are so caught up in their emotions and being right and being in their comfort zone and picking sides in teams, and it's destroying our country. It's destroying who we are as individuals. And I think it's time we take a step back and, and speak with someone who can really tease this apart, who understands language, and more importantly, understands the bigger picture. Because I believe, as she does, there's a bigger picture and there's a thread that's going through all of this, whether it's COVID, whether it's CRT, you name it, all the acronyms that are coming out, it's about divide and conquer. So today we're going to speak with somebody. We're going to speak with Ms. Karen Schoen. She's a patriot, a talk show host, and her show is called Prism of America's Education, and it's on AmericaOutloud.com. She's also a marketing consultant, journalist, advocate, citizen lobbyist, public speaker, and like myself, a small business owner. And this is somebody who understands different parts of our society because she lives it. It's not someone sitting in an academic institution who doesn't know what it means to make a payroll, to actually interact with people and have consequences for what you say and choices you make. And I really love the fact that she understands language. And 
Michonne, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today because I think this is an important conversation. And it's not about being PC or trying to baby people. It's about telling the truth. And I really love your style. So I want to thank you for coming on. Well, I want to thank you so much for having me. And it is a pleasure to be on. Let's, let's start from the beginning. Conversation and being able to speak your mind seems to be under attack. You're an educator. I remember we were told, taught in, in class, say what you have to say, be able to cite your source, be able to back up what you're saying, but it's okay to have an opinion. When do you think this started to end? What, what changed this? Well, I would go back. We unfortunately have to go way back because this really started in America in the early 1900s. But I'll skip that part and go to the 1960s, which is when all of this took root. And I was in 1960s learning to become a teacher. And the thing that I realized when I was in college was I wasn't learning the things that I learned in school. And what was happening was um, it became more of a social, psychological uh, mind game than factual information. And I began to realize at that point that being able to have a conversation and being able to cite facts was being replaced by somebody's value, somebody's opinion. And we moved away from facts. And facts are truths which bind people together. I mean, you know, any place in the world, wherever you go, uh, the sun is going to rise in the east and set in the west. It doesn't matter where in the world you are, that, that's it. So that's a universal truth. Everybody can lean upon that. But when you're working with opinions and values, that's when the dissension comes in. And if you're not allowed to express yourself, then everything becomes lost and one-sided, which is what we're facing today. And I think that the children of the 60s that were so interested in um, we, what were we interested in? Anything that was against the establishment. So what did we pick up? They picked up uh, communism, communism, and socialism, and things like that, because it was against American values. And this was a group of people, uh, kids our, my age. Uh, we were in college, and we had to be against everything. And it didn't even matter if we knew what it was. We just had to be against it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I think we carried that forward. So now we're in a situation that if you don't agree with me, you have no right to say anything. And when did that happen? It was a total evolution. And this is what we're facing today. Today, our children in school are not learning facts. They're learning values. And my question is always, whose values are they learning? Uh, they're certainly not learning their parents' values. They're learning the values of the school, the teacher, and what the uh, school wants them to believe. And unfortunately, we have been trained from an early age, going back again, that the school is right and whatever is said in school is okay. This is not what is real life. This is not what is 
uh, really happening. This is not the way it's supposed to be. School is supposed to be a give and take. You're supposed to uh, learn in school and then be able to carry that information forward. And what school was supposed to do was give you the facts, give you the ability to use those facts, and give you the ability to choose what was right for you. We're not doing that anymore. Instead of giving children choices, we're demanding that they do things a certain way, which is conformity. And that's what this is all uh, about, is that they want our children as they grow up and now are in government positions to just follow along. I, I, what, so what comes from that? Oh, I didn't do anything bad. I'm just following directions. And that's what we're breeding, just groups and groups of people that are incapable of making decisions and are only capable of following directions. And this is not the way to run a country, not the way to run a business, as you know. Um, you want your workers to follow directions, but if a direction is not working, you want your worker to be able to say to you, uh, can we do it a different way? It might work out better that way. That's how we grow. That's how we advance as a society. And that part is being eliminated because all we are doing is following the same directions over and over and over again. And we're on the road to nowhere, which is very, very sad. I absolutely agree with that. And I would take it a little further. I mean, I wonder if this is well, from what you described, it's been a stepping stone, a movement towards getting to an end goal. But we're in the middle of this this change, this flux. It's toxic. The kids aren't, as you said, learning. But from an emotional standpoint, they're not healthy. Between feeling badly about your color of your skin or your what you claim to be your sex or your socioeconomic, it's not even about socioeconomic status anymore, really. It's about you as a person, things that are unchangeable. This is how you are, but some somebody's putting a value on it. Or worse yet, they're asking you to put a value on it. So as a teacher, I mean, I don't know if you were still mm. teaching with this movement, moving where white children are being demonized and they have to, you know, they have to apologize for being on the earth. Was that going on when you were still in the actively well, teaching? What was happening when I was teaching was that instead of the individual, America is based on individualism. Mm -hmm. The concept of America is that individuals should rise to become exceptional and exceptional individuals working with other exceptional individuals will create incredible things. And we saw that happening. But in school, they're suppressing that. So instead of having your own opinion, you are now being forced into a group and it has to be the group opinion and it has to be whatever the group determines. And, what ha and children are discouraged from being successful, from being exceptional, because the rest of the group may not have the same thing. The rest <laughs> of the group may not be the same. Well, this is basically communism where everybody has everything the same in common. And that is totally anti-America. America, the whole concept was, as I said, based on individualism and based on individual rights. So when I was in school, we were beginning to do the commonality 
um, history was changed, civics was changed. What it, were they changed into? Social studies. So everything became a social aura. And I believe it was in 1989, the McReel Foundation uh, sent a woman by the name of Shirley McCune to the Governor's Association. Uh, George Bush, 41, was president. Bill Clinton was president of the Governor's Association. And what Shirley said was, we're going to change education. Education will be no longer based on facts. It'll be based on value. Whose value? Uh, individuals will no longer um, succeed. Everything will be done collectively. Well, this is anti of what we were being taught. So now we have a group of kids that are so focused and so emotionally charged. Everything they do is based on their emotion, and like you said, me, 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 I, mm -hmm. I, I. Uh, eliminating morality enables them to be bullies or, you know, do horrible things mm -hmm. because there's no morality. They don't, they don't care about um, others. You know, I remember in school, respect your others, respect your old, your elders. Respect, respect was a very, very important word at that time. Respect yourself, and by not teaching that anymore and by force feeding kids with um, the babysitter at that time, which was TV and then became video games, we have taken reality out of the child's mind and we're just giving them animated objects to revere. Where does that come from? Our kids have no heroes. They have no facts. And they have no destiny because everything is controlled by the state. When you take away somebody's destiny, take away their hope. I can't succeed. I have no destiny. I have to do what the government tells me to do. I want to create a, a something, and I can't do that uh, because the government won't let me. I have to only get a job that the government tells me I can get. And everything is based on emotion. And as it's based on emotion, what happens is we work on trigger words and a child will hear a word. It will offset something in his head if he's emotionally in that frame of mind. Who knows what they're going to do? And sometimes they'll pick up a gun and shoot. And this is all part of the lack of education and the force feeding of training that takes away really it takes away their character and personality on that note let's take our first break because that's a lot to digest and i think you gave a really awesome overview and synopsis of the big picture but i want to hone into a few concepts that you just brought up when we come back so let's come back um and discuss that you're living in the solution Welcome back to Living Solution. We're speaking with Ms. Karen Schoen. And before the break, she did a wonderful job of really giving us an overview of how children are literally put upon, changed in the so-called education system. And I, you know, is it really, it is education, but not in the way that we think of it. It's not about making you or honing your skills and becoming better. It's about indoctrination, it sounds like. And before the break, you did a wonderful job of really 
teasing out the emotional stress associated with going to school. It's so schizophrenic. At one point, you're a victim, but you're also special. It's very confusing. How do you, how do, <laughs> is that the point? Is it to, That's can, the point. <laughs> well, they're doing a great job. You don't know if you're a boy or a girl, if you're black or white. I mean, That's I've right. heard of stories where they put litter boxes in the, in the classrooms for kids who think they're cats. I mean, this is just outrageous, I think, at this point. Well, I consider going to uh, government school today is a form of child abuse because you're taking that the most formative years of a child and you are forcing them to eliminate logic, reason, critical thinking, common sense, and you're feeding them irrelevant information that is never going to help them in their lives and just confusing them. And when they get confused enough, we'll give them a drug that'll make it work. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole, it's not, it's a whole encompassing picture. It's not just, you can't pinpoint just one thing because each thing leads to something else. Um, I remember when I was teaching, uh, most of the time when the kids acted out, it was because they were bored. And I learned when I was was teaching, if that happened, every child has something that excites them, something that they want to do more than anything else. So if you give them a book, um, uh, math problems or whatever, involving what they're interested in, my God, will they learn. Mm -hmm. But if you take that away and you force them to know your thoughts are not important, it's what we think, they have nothing. They become like an empty shell that is only capable of following a direction like Pavlov's dogs. There's no thought process up there. And when you listen to some of the government officials, it's so obvious that they're basing all of the things that they're doing on emotion, mm -hmm. not on fact. And you can't run a country on emotion. It doesn't work. I mean, there's facts. That's the whole idea is that facts are what brings us together. Facts are what binds us. Emotion is personal. Who cares? So, you know, and what they're focusing on is totally irrelevant information. And then they take the kids, turn them into victims. And here we now have a victim society of people who think that I don't have to do anything. The government owes me mm -hmm. or whoever owes me. And they have that kind of an attitude instead of saying, wow, here's an object. If I did that to it, I would make it better. And then that might become a new product. They don't think like that anymore. No. So we have, um, I remember one of the things that we used to say all the time was think outside the box. There's more than one way to get to an answer. So you come up with a different way. That doesn't happen anymore. When was the last time you ever heard anybody say to a kid, think outside the box? They don't do that. You got to think in the box. You got to be in the box. And this is what we have done to our children, which I say is child abuse. So we've basically squashed their innate curiosity, their ability to, you have to make mistakes. You have to learn by trial. They've taken all this away, haven't they? And Where's the joy in that? Well, unfortunately, we have to look, now look at the people who are doing it. 
And the people who are doing it, the quote, global elite that they call themselves, um, are not interested in America. They're not interested in individual rights. They're not interested in anything. The only thing that they're interested in is, will you comply in order to make me rich? Period. That's it. And you can see it as they push, whether it was uh, the vaccine or the climate or whatever it happens to be. If you don't comply, you are um, a domestic terrorist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they've taken the joy, the beauty out of what America was all about, the inventors of all of these wonderful, incredible creations. America has done so much to enhance humanity. Where is it going to come from now? It's not. It's not going to come from individuals anymore. I don't think there's anybody who was like Bill Gates sitting in his garage creating Microsoft. I don't think that's happening anymore. And when that happens, there's no growth. When there's no growth, a country loses. And I think that's where America is right now. Well, I can understand their their mindset of you. If you never know what, what good was, you know, in terms of the children, then you got them. But what about the people who, like our age group and, and above, who didn't grow up like this, who didn't go through this education system, in other words, where are the parents? Why aren't they stepping up for their children and saying, N you know, no, they're just like not involved somehow? Well, I guess if we look at COVID, that was about the best, the best flip side of if we have to pick something good from what happened, I think that did open the eyes of the parents. And I think finally people are beginning to realize what's going on in schools and they're beginning to take a look at those books. The most, the, the most horrible thing I think that's happening is basing everything today on social-emotional learning. Social-emotional learning, that, that doesn't, you know, that does not put bread on the table, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't give you a job, but that's what they're trying to do so that they can guide the kids emotionally into their uh, little spot and if they don't get there well then they become a victim so we have two groups of people you're either with them or you are a domestic terrorist and if you're with them you're a victim and the way that communists gain a foothold is by dividing and conquering and that's what social emotional learning is all about the critical race theory that's the same same deal it's just a new name same thing. The child becomes a, um, a victim of their own emotion. If everything, if, if I say something to you and you feel bad, I'm no longer capable of saying, don't say that. I now have to go in the corner and scream and yell and have a fit. <laughs> Instead of being able to say, you said something that hurt me, let's have a conversation about that because I don't respect your thought. I don't respect what you think. And this is, I, I feel, where we are today. And that's a very bad place because our policies are based on emotion rather than on reality. And 
we're, you know, we're, we're in, I mean, look at what's going on right now. Does it make sense that, um, let's pick something real simple, CO2. Does it make sense that they're trying to eliminate CO2 and CO2 is needed for plants to create food exactly. and they tell us we're having a food shortage? Does that make sense? No, a lot of it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, this is so they will the communists will come up with nonsensical causes and then emotionally charge it so that they'll get a whole bunch of people to follow and create the issue that way rather than saying, wait a minute, if we're going to have a food shortage and CO2 will help the plants grow, maybe we ought to pump CO2 into the plants and not get rid of it. Common so sense is no gone. like that anymore. No, not at all. And you just made a very big connection about between emotion and common sense and critical thinking. And I, I, my question, I'm going to preview it, is removing critical thinking, the thing that they had to do, critical thinking, that was one of the major things I remember in school. We had to come up with our thesis, prove our, our point. I remember writing many, many <laughs> tests regarding this. I mean, we just couldn't just say things. It wasn't, you know, uh, multiple choice. You actually write an essay on most of the things. So that critical thinking skill, I, as far as a biological standpoint, when you're f in fear, anxious, when your emotions are turned on, there's no way that you can think critically. I mean, your fight or flight mechanism is completely on. Is that what they tried? Is Was that Something that they used that was, as a as a weapon or a mechanism. Yes, that's their weapon. That is it. Uh, you're emotionally charged. I strongly believe that if we really analyze the shooters, and let's be real, folks, we live in a country of 300 million people. People are going to do evil things. There are always going to be evil. You can never erase it. People will always do, you know, bad things, good things. They're people. So the idea that these kids, um, it's the gun's fault, makes absolutely no sense at all. Something in that child's life triggered them to do something. And some people will go out and do something wonderful. Some people will go out and do something horrible. But I will bet you that if you analyze these kids that have performed these evil, heinous acts, they can't read, they can't write, they can't think. And they are totally devoid of factual information, mm -hmm. and they have no respect for life or anyone else. So they're incapable of making a valid decision based on factual information because they're never given factual information. To me, this is the biggest problem that we're having. In Florida, we were lucky because Governor DeSantis strongly believes in our American heritage, and the civic standards are now being revised. Children do not learn about America. They are devoid of information about America. Look at what has just happened with uh, Monticello. That would be Thomas Jefferson's house. And Montpelier, that would be James Madison's house. Money from a foreign billionaire was given to these two establishments who were to take care of and treasure our greatest possessions coming from our most incredible founders. And what are these people now learning? The whole idea of going to these 
to places to visit the past and see what is happening in the past has now been changed into a visit into slavery and critical race theory. So these two incredibly important historical artifacts are being altered. Remember what Michelle Obama said, we will change your history, we will change your culture. We cannot let that happen. We cannot let them change our history. We cannot let them change our culture. We have to speak out. But don't change that dial and don't touch that keypad. We'll be right back. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. I will be right back. All right. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20%. By using promo code OUTLOUD. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance, who is doing amazing things, going into schools, working with our legislators and our Department of Education to make sure that the governor's wishes, our wishes, to teach our children about America come true. We're going to go back and pick up the conversation between myself and Dr. George. I hope that you're getting the information from it to understand what's going on in our schools is unacceptable, and the only people that can fix it is we the people. 
Imagine going through school and not knowing what the Bill of Rights is, what the Constitution is, what our Declaration of Independence. There's no information there for the children to learn. They have no idea why they're here, Why? what's all the big deal about America, what's all the big deal about who they are. And, and it, the whole thing has been done over and over and over again, because one of the things that communists learn is that in order to get their point achieved, in order to get what they want, they've got to create chaos and then let the chaos rot. And then the people will scream and then they can get what they want. So here we had a shooting in Uvalde. And now what's going on? They're taking away the guns because it's the guns' fault. So who is going to be damaged? The rest of us, legitimate gun holders, or how do we protect ourselves? Their whole concept is to shift the power away from we, the people, and put it in the hands of they, the government. Nobody knows that because people don't realize that in America, we, the people, are the ones that created the government. So you have all of these fallacies that have been drummed into these kids' heads, they're so confused, and it's almost impossible to communicate with them. Their issues have nothing behind them. They talk on bullet points, Mm -hmm. and that's basically all they have. So if you have a conversation or try to have a conversation and you go beyond the next step, like uh, what the bullet points, there's nothing there because all they're doing is regurgitating what they have been taught in school, and if they learned it in school, it has to be right. I remember one of the things when I was in school teaching was when they started with sex education and talking about um, getting pregnant and, you know, women, the girls getting pregnant, et cetera, et cetera. But then it became not biology sex education. It became how to have sex. Well, what's going to happen when you teach the kids how to have sex? They're going to go out and have sex. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they will go out and have sex. Then what comes next? Oh, you get pregnant. Oh, have an abortion. So it's a vicious cycle because the kids learned it in school. It's okay. It's like the drug program. And what's happening with the drug program now? Oh, don't share the needles. Here's your own needle. What kind of government (laughs) is giving our kids needles so that they can go out and live on a drug-induced coma. The whole thing does not make sense until you go back and you say, what is the purpose of all of this? And the purpose of all of this is so that the middle class, the uh, people who would have normally been educated are no longer educated. They only will believe in what the government tells them to believe in. and the elite get to take everything because the people are willing to give up their rights in order for peace rather than chaos. And that's the way the communists gain power. Their goal is to eliminate the family god and replace it with school and government. And you should revere the government and you should do whatever you're taught in school. And you should be going to school from cradle to grave so that we can continue to indoctrinate you into our way of thinking, whatever that is, which means, as Klaus Schwab said, 
you will own nothing and be happy. Well, the real answer is you will own nothing and they will be happy. Hmm. Um, and that's what all of the, everything that is happening right now is pointed at one direction to eliminate the middle class, to take away any thought process that is different from what they deem they want you to learn, they want you to be, and to follow blindly their path of what they have decided for you. Well, that's taking away somebody's destiny. Why am I listening to somebody else telling me what I should be in my life? Uh, that. That's not the way it's supposed to work. If I want to, uh, in my life, if I want to be a teacher, I should be able to be a teacher. If I want to be an engineer, I should be able to be an engineer. What's happening now is as the kid is going through their life, they're pinpointed in school and they're actually being organized and orchestrated so that You'll be on the path of being a, a teacher. You'll be on the path mm -hmm. of being an engineer, whether you want it or not, because somebody else is making your life decisions for you. And when that happens, we have depression. We have all of the bad things because people are not fulfilling their own destiny. And they can't feel that they can't add to society. What's the greatest thing that someone can do is to be an addition to what happens in the world, to be an improvement. The idea of America was to continually improve upon what we were doing so that humanity would always improve upon humanity. When you take that away, there's no growth. And that's where we are right now. We're in a stagnant um, air aura, uh, stagnant population that is almost incapable of making their own decisions. And this is a very frightening thing to be. It is. And I think it's also being on top of it, this uh, superimposition of, you know, hating on each other, whether it's dividing us by race, by sex, mm -hmm. by north, south, you name it. It's all these division points. And it keeps you completely distracted from the real problem. And now I exactly. really, <laughs> after you just explained this, now I'm That's seeing it. Head Start a whole different way. I'm seeing the push for go to college, no, take out a loan, even if it's an associate degree, everybody needs to go to college because it's a right. It's all these things that are putting us in debt slavery and an indoctrination situation. And they're really, it's really very brilliant and sick at the same time. So, and you know, I, just everything that you said, I mean, I always had a little eh feeling about it, but this is a big, really huge puzzle, and you're so busy with surviving the day that you really can't see it. But we're playing into this, aren't we? How do we oh. how do we pull ourselves back from this? Because, it, as you said, it's not black, white, green, Republican, Democrat. It really doesn't matter. We are grist for this mill, and everybody's helping this situation. I don't think they realize it. But how do we get people to wake up? Well. I Doing what you're doing, having a show like yours, getting information out and having people share it is, is what we need to do. And then we have to really take a hard look at ourselves and say, okay, we're the ones that created this. So what do we do to undo it? You don't have to buy into it. We have to push back. Never give up. Never surrender. Always push back. 
when you see an error, correct it. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me crazy when people uh, on the media constantly saying uh, America is a democracy. Well, America is not a democracy. America is a republic. Where is the pushback on that? If you talk to our legislators, they think America is a democracy. So unless we take the bull by the horns and say, okay, let's understand who these people are. They're evil. They have one thing in mind, and that is to destroy America because America is the only place right now that is capable of fighting back. And I, by fighting back, I don't mean take out your guns and fight. I mean fight back with words and with the things that we can do. Pick a, a corporation that's woke, that hates you. Why are we giving it money? I mean, I have uh, curtailed a lot of my shopping <laughs> right now. I'm not doing it aside from the prices, but that was not the point. The point was, why am I going to give my hard-earned dollars to a corporation that comes out and says, I hate you? We have to stop thinking in their mindset and begin to realize these people are not American. They don't like America. They hate the middle class. They hate Americans because Americans are free thinkers. And this is something they cannot tolerate. So they will do everything they possibly can to destroy us. We have to stop buying into their tactics. And if I was, if my kids were in school today, the last place I would send them would be to a government school. No matter how hard it was, you as a parent will teach your child eons over what they will not learn in school. And they will not learn reading, writing, and math. And any child that grows up that cannot read properly will always be a slave because they will always be dependent upon others to formulate their decisions and tell them what to do. So the best gift you can give to your child is to have them read, learn to read, teach them to read, and anyone can do that. And once they learn to read, a whole new world opens up to them. Fighting back, to me, is the most important thing, whether it's sending an email, calling your legislator, uh, giving out, we used to give out flyers when they would make a mistake, you know, when we would hear things that were not true, we would put it on postcards and send postcards to our legislators. No, that's not true. Calling them, being on top of them, that's America. America mm-hmm. is it's a participation country. Mm-hmm. The people are supposed to participate in their government. And we're not doing that because we're not we are told in school that whatever the government says is right. So you have no right to say anything. Well, that's wrong. But we have to take the bull by the horns and say, no, we're not going to put the same people back in office. No, I'm not going to put my money in that bank when that bank is saying, I'm going to rate companies and give companies money based on their um, ESG scores, emotional social governance score what does that have to do you own a business do you rate the people that work <laughs> with you on a social emotional score or do you rate them on can they do the job we have to determine what's important and we have to act upon it and for too long we were taught to be the silent majority we have to stop being silent that's a really important point. It's not like these are the majority of the country who really feel this way. 
They're not. They just happen to be in places that they have a megaphone or they've seized power, hard power or soft. Withdraw your consent, I think, is what you're saying as well. If we stop playing this game and stop listening to this celebrity culture, that I mean, it again, it's huge. And it's been very subtle, this creep of these celebrities who are not free thinking at all. Follow the money, right? I mean, you got exactly. Matthew McConaughey on the White House as if he were somebody that I should listen to. I mean, come on. What This is laughable, honestly, that the people that we've given power to don't read their legislation. They don't even write it. And exactly. they have the nerve to try to lord it over us. Do people not well, we, get that? That's what we have to do is to take that power back. We have the power, not them. Mm-hmm. There's more of us than them. They just have a, a media that makes it appear as though there are more of them. Uh, here's a great example. What do we have this month? This is Pride Month. Really, who cares? I don't care what you do when your door is closed in your house. I'm not interested. I'm interested if you work for me. Can you do a good job? Can you do be an asset to the company? Will you be available? Will you be a loyal worker? That's what I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about what your sexual orientation is, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is less than 0.03% of the population. So they are forcing... 99.97% of the population to bow down to 0.03% of the population. Does that make sense? No. Absolutely not. So this is Pride Month. Okay, where is my straight month? Why aren't we demanding things like that? If, if, if they continually tell us this is a democracy... Well, the, the minority does not rule the majority in a democracy. So how can this be a democracy? So if we don't use those examples and go back and tell them, then they continue to run over us and we'll continue to do the same thing because all they're doing is pushing and saying, oh, if we take this little bite over there, we'll just have another piece yeah. and we'll continue to take little bites. And nobody will notice. So we'll continue to have a Pride Month. We'll continue to have a drag queen story hour because nobody is saying anything. It's up to us. And when people ask me, Karen, how did we get here? My answer to them is always the same. Look in the mirror. What are you doing? And that's the whole goal of America. Come together and demand the truth be told. And stick to the facts because everything else is irrelevant. You know, that you just said, again, a mouthful. Nothing changes if we expect somebody else to do it. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And you don't have to, you know, I don't think you really need to do huge things, right? You're not describing going out and uh, getting on the street and making making a noise. It's about the choices you make, what you, how you spend your money who you spend your attention on and your time. And most of these things are being driven by us, by paying for going to these movies, buying these things online, going to eat out in places that work against you or you don't they don't stand for what you stand for. And they only understand money, right? So this system would actually mm-hmm. probably go south very quickly if even for a week people just said, we're not buying it, we're not doing it. Would that work? You're right. I'm sorry. I had to jump in there because you are absolutely <laughs> right. And that's, what's, that's what is missing. 
Unfortunately, see, that was what we had in the 60s and 70s. We had the uh, Hollywood, we had the music, we had the messaging going out that way. We don't have that anymore. You know, so it's you been co-opted. Now, and, and you look at uh, what's on the TV, uh, you're always going to find transgender people and uh, gay people. And it's, it's not, I don't care if anybody is gay or not gay or I don't care. That's not what's important right now. What's important right now is what are we doing about the economy? What are we doing about the border? What are we doing about um, the uh, environment? What are we doing about all of these things? Nothing, because we're so focused on transgender, gay, ridiculous nonsense. Well, see, I would go Why a step further. I would go a step further, actually. We're doing that because we're doing nothing about the economy because we want it to go, not we. The globalist agenda wants it to go south. You have to break the economy. If you're spending time on things that are qualitative instead of quantitative and, and important and has heft, then they get to do what they want, right? They get to pass these ridiculous legislation. They get to continue to keep the status quo and worse than that, I mean, I, the status quo isn't even worth keeping anymore, but they're really, really doing everything to break the system. But if you're distracted and you're angry and you're feeling put upon, you cannot pay attention. And that's the idea. Yeah. But I mean, we need to stop with giving our attention to this. I mean, well, here's, a, <laughs> here's a, a, a good what can you do? Everybody that has a 401k, go and take a look at your 401k. And if your 401k is invested in any BlackRock stocks, get it out. What will happen to BlackRock if we take out our money? They won't have $3 trillion to go and destroy us. That's a good point. We don't think, we don't think like that. No, or the banks, you know, go to a or credit union. Exactly. I closed all of my accounts in the big banks and I am only working with my state bank and a credit union. What's well, a whole now, different I mindset. Don't have a, I don't have mega money, but what happens if there was a whole bunch of people like Karen that didn't have mega money that did the same thing? Mm -hmm. That would be a big bite. Oh yeah. But we're not, we're not doing that. That would get and their attention. And that, that's the sad part. Uh, we are so disjointed. However, like I said, I, 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 oh, I see hope and I see hope by wonderful things that you're doing with your show, working with others that are doing the same thing. You don't have to listen to garbage on the TV, on the mainstream media when there are wonderful programs that are available that you and your children can use to promote your life, to work with your life, not feeding into theirs. And this is what we have. This is what we have to do, and it works. That's the best part. It does work. Uh, look at <laughs> look at Target and Walmart as they were downgraded because people aren't buying things. True, people aren't buying things because of the pricing, but a lot of people now are beginning to take a look at what is the politics behind this corporation, and why would I be giving them money? That's awesome. I, I that's just an a wake up and eye opening and powerful and empowering thing to do. I know we're, we're at our end of the show and it comes way too fast, but I want to make sure people know how to listen to your, your radio show and read what you write. 
Um, my they can find most of my I would say my information on Karen K A R E N Schoen S C H O E N dot com, and that will lead you to my articles and my radio show, which also becomes a podcast, uh, which is on Saturday and Sunday, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. in the evening. And it is a pleasure to talk to you and to know that there are others out there that are carrying a message that the people will be able to pick up and run with. Because if we don't come together as Americans, and let's forget all those hyphenated mm-hmm. garbage, we are Americans. That was, it was interesting. That was the first thing when they dreamed up the African American and the Jewish American. And I always said, why do they put American second if America should be first? We don't need those hyphens. We're no. Americans. Exactly. We need to work together. I couldn't have said it better. And that's an excellent place to end the show because that's where we all need to be. And I think. I think we're moving that way, maybe slow, but I think we're going to get there. I'm, I'm optimistic. I am too. And it, it's wonderful to be meeting people that say, thank you for giving me this information, Dr. George, so that I can share it with others. And that's the whole key. You've got to be able to share tr- the truth with everyone. I couldn't have said it better. Michonne, I, I love what you do. I look forward to having you back on and Anytime you have something that you want to say, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for living in the solution. Dr. Elena George, a really good person. Dr. George can be heard on Liberty Talk FM, and her show is called Living in the Solution. And learning more and more solutions are always what's going to get us out of this mess. Solution, solution, solution. I wanted to go back to the question before, which was, how did this all happen? And after we get over the shock that we did this to ourselves by accepting this garbage as truth and allowing them to get this far in changing our society, our country. And it's up to us to make it right. It's up to us to bring it back. It's up to us to change it back. In any event, the question is, how can I be so sure and know what I know what they're doing? I know they want us dead. I know they're going to do things to harm us. How can I be so sure of that? Well, the answer is because they tell us. I know because they tell us so. They tell us exactly what they're going to do. The problem is we don't listen or we don't believe them. But they say things like this. This is David Foreman. He's the co-founder of Earth First. So you think all of these environmentalists, oh, they just love the environment so much and they're going to take care of it and blah, blah, blah. And they have wonderful programs. This is what he said. My three main goals would be to reduce human population to about 100 million people worldwide, destroy the industrial infrastructure and see the wilderness with its full complement of species return throughout the world. That's David Foreman. Here's another good one. Now, this is from Maurice Strong. And Maurice Strong was at the Rio Earth Summit 
when Agenda 21 uh, was there to destroy us. And Maurice was an oil billionaire. So let's see what Maurice said. He said, current lifestyles and consumption patterns of the affluent middle class involving high meat intake and use of fossil fuels, appliances, air conditioning, and suburban housing are not sustainable. In other words, I'm rich, you're not, and I want to make sure you're never going to be. Well, fortunately, he's dead, but that doesn't matter. His money is in a trust, and his kid is doing the same thing that he did. So, again, this is a dangerous crowd, and we have to be on our toes at all times. Think of them as being part of a cult. Don't think of them as though they are like you and think like you. They don't think like you. You would never go around saying, I hate my fellow Americans, and I'm going to do everything I can in my power to bring misery upon them. And if they die, that's good because we only want 100 million people anyway. Folks, the only reason why they only want 100 million people is because 100 million people are easier to control than 7 billion people. So think about that. And now they're building machines that are just like we are. Well, that's another that's another show. So we will have to go back and uh, do this again, because it was a lot of fun. And I hope you all learned uh, that is the purpose of this show, to educate, to share the truth, and to make sure that we spread the truth. That's the other part. So I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful week. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. See you all next week. But I always spend